don't want to wait. We don't want to wait. You're Robin. You're Steph. And. And. We. We are. are. On season seven. <laughs> We're like halfway through at the end of this uh, podcast, I think, right? Wow. Like, it's crazy, but I think we have like 10 episodes left of Gilmore Girls. <gasps> what? After no. This. Oh, no. That's so sad. Uh, yeah. Oh, but, the, but we have the. The re- uh, revival. The revival. And uh-huh. since I search Gilmore Girls so much in Google without actually reading any articles, but like just looking for pictures of stuff and stuff for our, our blog posts, I'm constantly being told like, oh, there's another revival being thought about. Oh, and I can't ever click on it because I don't want to be spoiled. So who knows? We might have, I have to. Not, I have not heard that. Does, uh, does does Rory die at the end of the revival, the first revival? So <laughs> No. Or, okay. Wow, spoilers. Oh, well, <laughs> sorry. I asked a direct question. I got a direct answer. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I assume she didn't die. Correct. Okay. Uh, you, you sound like you're hesitating because either A, you don't know what to say, or there's somebody else who dies. <laughs> yeah, there is the funeral. Oh, no. Paul Anka. We missed you. Uh, all right. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm scared, especially considering what happens at the end of these four episodes. So what are we watching this week, Steph? Okay, this week, episodes 19, 11, and 12, it is Knit People Knit. Knit People Mary, Knit. Mary Fisticuffs. Yes. Santa's Secret Stuff. hmm And To Whom It May Concern. There's definitely a climax in these four episodes, and then it's funny how the climax is never talked about after. <laughs> what? What? The, the actual fisticuffs. The fisticuffs oh. happens, and then we go to the next episode, and it's like, ho-hum, nothing happened. <laughs> Nobody knows yeah. anything. Nobody talks about it. Do they, they know? Who he, knows? They had, they had to, yeah. It, will it come back later? Will yeah. the, were there they be bro- repercussions? I mean, I assumed like Christopher was would be bruised going back to Lorelai, and Lorelai yeah. would be like, "What happened?" But no. Nope. Yeah, I mean, did they just have to get it out of their systems? Like they just had to do that. I was wondering if now I should they're go okay back and, and see if they landed any direct punches or anything, or it was there just were rolling around. Punches. It was a lot of rolling around, but <laughs> there were a couple of punches. All right, we'll get to it. Let's start mm-hmm. with knit people knit. And I have these episodes divided up into chapters, still not naming them, still not okay. naming them, but, <laughs> but uh, we'll start off with Rory. Uh, so Rory is now moving into Paris's apartment. She says she's subletting. So does that mean she's living with Paris or does Paris just visit often or does she have an adjoining apartment? I know, that's what, that's what, uh, I, I, like I, thought about that for a second i was like yeah. wait where's paris paris going somewhere no i guess that just means that paris and uh jonathan i mean John. doyle are on the <laughs> lease and then uh rory will just pay them that's right. what i'm figuring hmm. so she's not like uh on the lease and there's all these extra charges for when logan visits <laughs> yeah i mean that i mean that is something like when you live with somebody and they have a boyfriend. Like, you can't yeah. just say the boyfriend can't come over. And then when the boyfriend is over, like, a lot, because yeah. he's not going to have an apartment in town. He's going to be living in New York, but he's going to be visiting Rory. Like, he's going to be using electricity. And when, you know, you're month to month like they are because Paris got her 
money taken away from her for some reason. I can't even remember why, but uh, it's a big deal. Uh, she somehow merges with Cordelia Chase and has the same story arc or something. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> all right, so uh, Rory um, is trying to get Logan to go to Lucy's 21st, but he's got some sort of get-together at Nobu. So we go to... Um, yeah, the, the uh, Lucy's birthday party, the theme is 2002. Right. Why? Just because. Just, just because. because. Yeah, I know it. It's like... Like, do you do you just go, oh, this is 2002 music? Like, is it that well, specific, uh, specific of a genre? <laughs> this is how I think about it. Like, to me, anything that's not the 80s kind of all runs together. Yeah. <laughs> but when you're that young. Maybe. And you have not been on the earth that long. You know year, certain years from each other. And right. 2002. To me, 2002 and 2003. 2002 and the year 2007 might as been might as well have been the same year. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and, and, and I I think that's true because you know I can definitely tell you when music shifted in my life, and that would be going you know that would be like the early 90s, you know, and and I could tell you things about the 90s that um, I'm like, oh, that's definitely a 90s hit. But, but after that, after year two thousand hit, I, I have no idea what what song well, is in what uh, year. Sometimes, sometimes me and Morgan, we really like to hear some early two thousands music. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, just that. I can't tell you who the band is, but that was, you know, like maybe some plain white tees. <laughs> you know, maybe <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, that's fun. That was fun. Early two thousands, but maybe that's what they were thinking. Maybe it's just so specific. It's funny, and and yeah. really, like, what is this? What is it like? Two thousand six, two thousand seven. Currently in the yes, show. Yes, this is so. What, this is two thousand seven. So it'd be like us throwing a two thousand fifteen party. I mean, obviously, yeah. Two thousand fifteen is leagues better, <laughs> like <laughs> eons better than what we're living in now. I mean, that is. I know it's so funny. You'll pull up a movie and you'll say. Wow, that was five years ago. It seems like it was just the other day. <laughs> what movie was on a while ago? Uh, that movie with um, Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac, where it's like 1980s New York. Mm. That was 2014. It seems like it was oh, just wow. the other day. Yeah, I yes. uh, recently rewatched uh, Inception when I heard it was a 10 year anniversary. I was like, what? What the hell? <laughs> Are you serious? I have well, been holding a grudge against that movie for. T- I've been holding a grudge against against Christopher Nolan for ten years. That movie made me angry. It was so dumb. It was so. It was made for stupid people. It was insulting. It was like a slap in the face. It was like you're an idiot. Well, I, hate that movie. I, I am so happy that I like it since it's made for stupid people. <laughs> But your grudge has been spinning longer than Leo's top in that movie. <laughs> yeah. It's just going on. Well, you know, like, I, you know, our listeners are getting bored, but uh, that, that movie I actually watched when I went to California with my wife and ended up be, being at uh, San Diego Comic-Con and seeing you for the first time. So it was right around the same time. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 So once you think about it in those terms, it's like, oh yeah, that was a long time ago. That was like 10, right. was 10 years ago. So anyway. <clears throat> okay. So. 
Lucy and Marty smooch and Rory's looking uncomfortable and you're just like, I don't know. I don't know about you, but I was just kind of like, come on, what? Uh, <laughs> luckily, uh, these four episodes didn't, uh, push too far into that zone. It, it is, it is, a, I, maybe it's an uncomfortability born of, uh, what, uh, the issue is between them, which is Marty is making her, uh, lie for him for no good reason. Um, but uh, so uh, Rory asks uh, Paris about going to the party, and Paris is all hung up about what, why 2002, why not 2001, <laughs> and starts like referencing uh, the movie. Um, yeah, people could dress up as as astronauts or monkeys. <laughs> and uh, Lorelai calls, and she's asking for pledges about the Nitathon. But who cares? Because in the background, Paris and Jonathan are scorching the floorboards to hot in here. Like I. I'm like, we need those two to be on like, you know, dancing with the stars or something like that. Cause, uh, uh American bandstand. American, yeah. It doesn't have to be a competition. Just, I just loved seeing them dance and I wanted to see more of it. And we got to see more of it later in the episode. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The next thing we talk about is the, uh, the, the, the actual party. And I love when the crowd kind of parts when uh, I'm coming up starts and <laughs> and uh, Paris and Jonathan start throwing down. Uh, but at the party, Marty is being a super fun bartender until Rory comes over and then he's all silent. But then Rory calls him on his nonsense and he apologizes for being a jerk. Um. But later in the party, it's not, you know, he's not acting like a friend because, you know, the conversation gets more intimate talking about his naked body, uh, which is the first way that uh, Rory met him. And she just mentions that he looks good now. And and now he's like, oh, you look more beautiful than ever. Yeah. Oh, you want my body? No. No, it's just a a compliment, you know? Um. But I don't know. Do you think Rory is a little tempted at all? Do you think she is attracted to him? I feel like she is. But uh, like, oh, somebody else wants him. Now I want him. There you go. That's pretty much it, right? That's that's <laughs> that's the teen drama formula. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. I I just think it's we're just waiting till the for the other shoe to drop, you know, yeah. for Lucy to find out. And then he goes up onto the floor uh, after after Rory urges him. He goes to the floor and starts making out with Lucy, which I don't know. To me, I kind of prefer Kristen Ritter to Alexis Bledel. I don't know about <laughs> like there's there's oh what a sweet girl to have as a young girlfriend, and then there's uh, smoking hot babe. <laughs> That's Kristen Ritter. <laughs> I mean, she is a little like you know. She's a bit. She's not like in her full Jessica Jones prime yet, which is where I'm really. I'd really be attracted to her, but you know, she has to like wear she's a leather a little, jacket and look. Uh, get you know, carry around a whiskey bottle and stuff. To she's a little <laughs> um, silly. Yeah. For Rory to be friends with Rory. I mean, she's because uh, Paris was calling her girls going wild friends. They're not. I mean, they're not exactly girls going wild. No. Compared to Paris, they are. Right. But they're just, you know, they're, uh, I, I'm trying to think of the word. They're silly. They're, I, I don't know. Yeah. They're silly. They're immature. Compared. Yeah. Compared um, to 
Yeah. Go ahead. No, I was just thinking like, you know, and obviously I don't want you to answer this, but it's going to be a real waste if they brought Lucy and Olivia in as characters just for this dumb subplot. Just like, for this. Just to kind of I keep know. Rory busy in her own plot line, which is just, let's have a conflict for nothing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where this is going. Uh, all right, so we go to Lorelai now. And we're at the Gilmore house and Richard is beaming. Uh, Emily is so happy about the two of them being together. And he says that uh, Lorelai wanted to marry Tip O'Neill as a kid. Uh, But Lorelai, you know, heavily needing meds in these last couple seasons, I really think. Or maybe I've just, my tolerance for her has gotten run out. Like, (laughs) maybe she's always been like this, but the whole like... Her wanting to know what's going on with this present over and over and over again. Like she says a lot of this, a lot of over and over and over again, or just going on and on and on and on. And and I'm starting to find it like exhausting. And I'm like, is it because it's written terribly or because I'm running out of patience? (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, on Reddit, I saw somebody say, you know, Lorelai can get away with the way she acts because she's so attractive. (laughs) <laughs> I don't, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I'd be, if I knew her in real life, I'd, and I knew her for like the now seven years, you know, I'd, I'd probably be like, all right, shut up. You know, yeah. Just, she's very geez. charming. And that, that's the, the, the talent of, uh, Lauren Graham. She's yeah. very charming. Yeah. But yeah, even, I guess it just depends on the writing. Thanks for writing. Uh, so the press, the present is a painting called Wolf Girl by Kiki Smith, who is all the rage in New York. And it is very, it's a, it's a pretty horrifying, but it, lo- it looks like it was drawn by Gilmore Girls. Yeah. It's okay. scary. Art is not something that you should gift, <laughs> but I mean, this could be like a good investment. Kiki Smith could just really take off and this yeah. could be worth a lot of money one day. So maybe it's a good thing, but, uh, I mean, other than this being a horrific picture, uh, you don't, don't try to presume somebody's tastes in art. Hey, Kiki Smith is a real artist. Oh, wow. Is she, does she, did she do Wolf Girl? Uh, I'm not seeing Wolf Girl pop up, but I don't really want to go too crazy, but, um, uh, Yeah. She's a West German-born American artist whose work has addressed the themes of sex, birth, and regeneration. And uh, well, she's confronted subjects like such as subjects as AIDS and gender. And she's now sixty-six years old, and uh, she's in the Guggenheim. So, anyway, oh, awesome. maybe she is all the rage. This picture, however, does not look very good. And uh, it's interesting. I wonder if uh, I wonder if Wolf Girl is a thing. Um, so now I'm going to have to search because it to me it, it's interesting that uh, an artist would allow their work to be ridiculed <laughs> like that. If it is true, yep, it's true. It's a real thing. It's true. Oh it my is. god, 1999. Wow. Uh, yeah. So how weird is it that uh, Kiki Smith allowed her painting to be, you know, ridiculed like this on – I mean, because it is – I 
I don't know what to say about this. It's just it's so funny. Uh, maybe it means something deeper to, than somebody else, to somebody else. But to me, it's kind of like, uh, yeah. I, I'm not very cultured. Let's just say that out to anybody who's just like shaking their head at me. <laughs> um, uh, wow. So I'm surprised. Uh, back to the scene. Uh, Emily said, by the way, uh, we, I, I, you know, another tangent, I, I just want to apologize to everybody for the Google maps search. We took them on last week. Uh, or maybe it was your favorite episode of our, our podcast, but, uh, you know, promise not to do something that, that, that crazy, uh, this week. I don't know. I think it had a funny payoff at the end. So, yeah. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, so insensitive Lorelai broke the wedding news uh, to Emily's answering machine, and Emily plays it for them again and again, saying she's going to treasure it forever. And I'm just so happy. I'm like, yeah, get her, Emily, because Emily's been the butt of Lorelai's jokes for you know episodes on episodes, and I'm so glad mm-hmm. that Emily is completely justified in harassing Lorelai at this. All right. Um, but yeah, they bring up the whole thing about the wedding party. Because, what was yes. the party? Yeah, because okay, on one hand, it's your wedding. Do whatever you want to, but also, you're if you elope, you're just uh, like okay. Say I'm watching Say Yes to the Dress the other day, and this girl is getting married in Italy, mm. and she's not inviting anybody, and her mother is like. Can I just go and stand from afar and watch? No, no, my, like she is not allowing her mother to go to her wedding. Wow, and her mother is very upset, and so I come home and I'm like, Morgan, if you get married, if you don't deprive me of the chance to be mother of the bride, like that's so selfish. Yeah, like I raised you. All I, I only ask for a couple of things: just mm-hmm. be self sufficient and invite, and you know, and let me be the mother of the bride one day. Yep. That's all I ask for. <laughs> That's all I asked for. <laughs> anyway, what was I saying? Oh, oh, that it's selfish if right. you elope. Yeah. And don't, because there's, there's so many other people that you're, you know, just, that you've just cut out. And, you know, your mother seeing you get married is like the second thing that she, <laughs> she wants to see you take care of yourself, but she wants to see you get married. I guess it, you know, uh, if it, I think it depends on, um, you know, the pan. I mean, if you, if your family, if your family, like your, of course, your children and your parents uh, value that, I would say, yeah, right. it is definitely rude. Exactly. Now, my, now, my brother got married like on the internet, like these days, because, you know, Alabamians hate gay people so bad that they made it to where you don't have to get a license or what i don't know what they did it's something crazy so he just like him and his wife got married on the internet and like there's no celeb like oh well i guess you're married now okay like there's no celebration there's no yeah i don't know they're married uh it's funny because i think that weddings much like funerals (laughs) Are for the people attending. It's to celebrate, uh-huh. you know, a funeral is to celebrate somebody's life. A wedding is to celebrate that these two people are now committed to each other. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, there's the, you know, signing the marriage certificate doesn't exactly happen in front of people, you know, but that ceremony uh-huh. does. 
and that that really doesn't marry you. I mean, spiritually, yeah. maybe. What would people think? Because uh, uh, they're talking about Richard and Emily are saying, you know, what well, if, if, if we don't have a party, what <laughs> would people think? Yeah. We don't want to make it look like we don't approve of this. We want people to know that we approve. So we therefore need to throw a party that's going to symbolize that we're celebrating this. this and And really, it's turning into not just a party, but like... Literally having a wedding, a wedding. ceremony uh, mm-hmm. and against uh, Lorelai's wishes, right? Uh, and you know, this is a I I, I really feel like um, it's because she's an impulsive person and she got married on impulse in France and now she just wants to be like, it's done, it's over, uh, you know, and and now I can move on. Uh, in in this new environment, um, but uh, well, I don't know. It's really weird because immediately flags, you know, red flags go up when <laughs> Emily is saying, "You know, we got to get the guest list together. We we need to do this fast. Get me your uh, list." Well, it's just going to be me, Rory, Rory's boyfriend, if she wants him to come, Christopher and Suki uh, and Jack and. <laughs> Michelle. She says Michelle. Oh, Michelle. Of course, Michelle wouldn't want to Yeah. So, like, red flags already, you're thinking, Mm. why does she not want Babette, Miss Patty, Taylor? All right. You know. Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, it's because it's a bigger thing to have Stars Hollow um, (laughs) approve of a relationship or something, you know. Uh, I mean, they just had – she just had a uh, – you know, was responsible for a ribbon war recently. So <laughs> maybe it's uh, that, I don't know. But also I think it's like, she's just, she's not, she doesn't love him enough to want to brag about him. That's just basically what it comes down to. She's not ready to mm. run around and be like, look, look, look at what I caught, you know, or, you know, it's, and, and because the town was so involved in Luke and Lorelai, she knows that they're not going to mm-hmm. be excited about Christopher. Uh, mm. All right, uh, so we go to Lorelai's and she's knitting. She's training for a knitathon because they're going to rebuild that old muddy river bridge, which was destroyed by Beatles. Is that the bridge that uh, Luke pushed Jess off of? <laughs> you think? No, I don't think so. <laughs> it's some um, off-screen bridge that yeah. we've never seen and we'll never see. I think we've heard oh, of it before, oh, but- though. What's really cute is how Christopher comes down like, "Oh, are you making me breakfast?" <laughs> You're knitting. Are you making me breakfast? Uh, you know, I'd get uh, strain yeah. the pulp from my orange juice. And she was like, yeah, okay. How about some coffee? And she's like ready to run out the door. She's got to do errands. And Christopher soon realizes that she just wants to do it on her own and doesn't want him to come with. And, uh, and he's like, oh, this is why you only wanted to invite a handful of people. And of course, Lorelai, deny, deny, deny. Uh-huh. Where does it? We're at the part where she doesn't want to rub it in the town's face. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She says, "You know, you're not who they were expecting." <laughs> I, we need to be sensitive to, to this. Yeah. yeah. We need to. And he says, "Well, how are they going to get to get used to me if they don't ever see me?" So he heads out yeah. because they go after non-slip needles. And everybody's knitting, um, and Lorelai and Christopher walk through the town square, and, you know, we get a nice... I mean, they're a gorgeous couple. 
They're yeah. a gorgeous couple. Yeah. Uh, Babette welcomes Christopher. I think they have like a kind of a weird exchange, but yes, <laughs> Babette and Miss Patty both. They're a little too they're, <laughs> Yes, they're nice, but they're they do have that uh, kind of yeah. I don't know. Not not warm. They're not warm. They're kind of arm's length. Yeah, Miss Miss Patty. Literally bringing a, a welcome wagon and then asking Christopher how bo- if he's bored senseless yet by Stars Hollow. But he seems to be charmed by the whole place, you know? Yes, his discotheque days are behind him. Yeah. Uh, so we go to Dragonfly where Suki is yelling at spaghetti. Um, so that's going on. Some, she's got some sort of experiment with breadsticks as needles. Anyway. Uh, Lorelai is weirded out by everybody being too cordial, being fake. She says everybody wanted to be with Luke, and she's asked Sookie, like, "I need you to be on board with this. I need you to like go on walks with us and Paul Anka. I need you to get Jackson involved at, too. Like, what do? Okay, let's get Jackson to do something with Christopher. What do regular guys do? Oh, they get beers, and uh, and they can hang out and." They they make plans to do like a country night at Miss Patty's, but we never see that. <laughs> yeah, well, because they bring it up, they're like, "Oh, what's coming up? Oh, country night at Miss Patty's. Oh, they can do that. No, Christopher and Jackson, they would not do that. And then they right. land on beer at the bar, and oh, well, we'll go do something fun while they're having a beer at the bar. We'll go to Miss Patty's <laughs> Right. <laughs> uh, so back with uh, at Lorelai's. Um, she nitpicks him uh, about wearing a black shirt and the size of his jeans. And um, and then she's like, you got to really make an impression. You got to really work with Jackson. If you're in with Jackson, you're going to be in with Stars Hollow. Everybody loves Jackson. So he's got a little bit of pressure on him. Um, and, you know, I got to say kudos to Christopher for being kind of patient with all this. Uh, to me, I'd just be like... I just have no patience for this. <laughs> You're so mad about it. I'd be like, "Are you serious? Are you really?" A- uh, anyway, so they go. What to- else has it got going on? Yeah, he's independently true. wealthy. He doesn't have anything else to work. Yeah, this is something to do, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so they drink at the bar, and there's a whole exchange about the crop. And uh, uh, how's the crop? Great. Do you like eggplant? And uh, Jackson's like, "Oh, you know." You know, if you need eggplant, I'm your eggplant guy. And Christopher's like, well, I guess I'll have to get rid of my other eggplant guy. And Jackson just kind of stares at him blankly. Like, that's not funny. <laughs> and then, like, there's a code. There's a code among us produce guys. <laughs> so Jackson talks about how farming is a commitment and it's a lot of responsibility. And it's, it's like, you know, Jackson, you don't have to worry about Christopher. <laughs> you know? So uh, we go to the Nidathon. We find out this is taking place in November. It's very cold out, <laughs> and uh, I like that. I like the little added touch that there's some guy like s- sitting there with a sign that's saying like he's giving away like uh, one dollar hand massages. Like if you your knitting fingers get a little, like too cramped up, you can go over. You can oh, I didn't see that. Rub your hands for for a dollar, and then you can go back to it. Oh. Uh, Lorelai says she's lining up plans for Christopher with many of the citizens of Stars Hollow. Um, and they sit with Miss Patty and Babette and Taylor has a speech, but then Kirk and the rest of the town, town, uh, count him out for time. I was like, oh, there's your, 
your wacky star solo moment. Yeah. But Christopher is feeling out of the circle, and so he realizes he's got to he's got to go beg or go home. So he just goes up to Taylor and pays off the bridge. <laughs> it's like seven thousand dollars. Yeah. So uh, it seems like a great gesture. Yeah. But it's not because it immediately ends the netathon. Right. And and uh, Lorelai's like, "Come on, we got to keep knitting." Uh, but everybody has decided they're going to go to the movies, I guess. Um, so, uh, yeah, Lorelai then tells him he, he shouldn't try so hard. <laughs> and he's like, that's all you've been asking me to do. <laughs> and uh, he says they'll like him because he loves her and is going to be with her, be there for her like a farmer is for his crops. And he's committed all day every day forever and Lorelai says she loves him and he says he loves her da 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 um <laughs> so that's it for the Lorelai plot and i'm just like come on all right all right come on i mean i'm seeing the flaws here but i want them to like really take effect i want this thing i mean come on you know i could be Really, really mad about Lorelai and Christopher, but I've been watching this show, and I know she will destroy this thing. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you know it will not go well. It right? will not go well. I, I'm just waiting for it at this point. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's my biggest complaint about season seven. It's like I think things are definitely getting better than season six. Um, I mean there's a little bit of the, 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 the whole thing with uh, Lucy and Rory that kind of – is is annoying because it's just such like a stupid little problem that gets turned into like a big problem. But the main problem that you here, can see coming a mile away. Yeah, but the main problem here is like we don't want we don't we don't care who the main character is with. Like he, it is so bland and vanilla, and we're not rooting for them at all. I don't know who is. I I, I would I would make a bet that. It's a very, very small percentage of this well, audience that works okay. more like Christopher. If I were if I were just tuning in, yeah, I would say this is a gorgeous couple. I really like their back and forth. Uh, he's very funny. She's very funny. They look great. Yeah, I'm enjoying him in Stars Hollow. I'm enjoying Lorelai with Gigi. I love Lorelai with Gigi. This is adorable. This because you can just imagine Lorelai with Rory when she was that age. Oh my god! Yeah, but <laughs> but but yeah. when you back up, when you back up, back up, back up, back up, and see the whole picture of the show, and see uh, Christopher and Lorelai's history together, it's like writers, you hate our guts. Why do you hate us so bad? Why are you doing this, writers? Why? All right, let's go to. Why are you doing this to us? <laughs> Let's go to my my buddy Luke. Um, so uh, the di- the diner is full of knitters. TJ comes in freaked. He says Liz wants to have the baby at home, and they have a oh. they have a doula, and Liz wants him there. So um, yeah, uh, she was talked into doing this by the lady who plays the midwife mm-hmm. at the Renaissance Fair, who has five children that she had in the hospital. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, and, and you, you wonder if, was she in character when she talked her into this? Right. <laughs> so, uh, yes, uh, Luke is, is, 
a little stressed out, and then he looks outside and he sees Lorelai strolling happily through the through the town square with Christopher, and he slams the door, turns around, nearly trips over a bunch of yarn, and then he just bans knitting from the tire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Poor yeah, he's, Luke. he's he's angry about this, you know. He's definitely, you know, he realized. I think he's he. Wasn't sure. Maybe he didn't know, you know, and, and she wasn't parading Christopher around town before. So maybe he might not have been able to get any intel from Miss um, Patty or Babette. But now it, it seems apparent. She, you know, gave him the ultimatum. He said he couldn't do it. So she went and slept with Christopher. And now she's with Christopher. And, uh, oh, yeah, no, she he found out about the ring last time. Sorry. He he was yeah. he already knew about this. I forgot. Sorry. Uh, if anybody wants to edit this podcast, go right ahead and take that out. Um, so so Anna arrives and uh, April uh, is is back with her, but uh, uh, after the whole vacation that uh, April was taking with Luke, now she's back with uh, Anna. Okay, Anna and April mixed up all the time. Um, well, because Anna went out to New Mexico and was taking care of her mother because she had back surgery. Because? Back surgery. Yeah. So Anna wants to move to New Mexico to be with her mother. And April, she says, April's not thrilled. And Luke, at this point, it's like, hey, listen, you got to do what you got to do. And, uh, you know, he isn't thinking this through. And then Luke uh, later asks... Uh, April about the move and she freaks out and he has to walk her out of the diner and uh, and I <laughs> I just made a note I was like oh boy the acting here like <laughs> this I I I don't mind April at all but this this outburst I was just like oh my gosh she is acting the heck out of this right here <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah Luke comforts her and uh, then Luke meets with Anna again says he can, they can go back and forth to the end of the school year or maybe she can stay with me for six months maybe we can buy some plane tickets you know and Luke even went as far as you know he actually said to April that hey you could stay with me on spring break maybe part of the summer we can work something out with that and Anna I mean kind of rightfully I you don't you shouldn't really make plans with her <laughs> without talking to the other adults in the in the relationship is like, you can't just make decisions like that without me. And then, but then she says, I make the decisions, not you. And, uh, mm. yeah. For She's, my child, for mm-hmm. my daughter. Yeah. That's my son. Uh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> uh, I was having a Michael lost moment. Sorry. Uh, uh, so, so, uh, Luke is like bothered by this, but he is immediately distracted because he gets a phone call from a screaming TJ saying it's it's time. So uh, Luke goes through all that. We don't get to see the the birth, thankfully, but uh, yeah, we find out that they're naming the poor kid Dula. <sighs> so dumb. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> so I know. Dumb. Earlier, when uh, TJ. Mentions Dula. He says that's not her name. Don't call her that. Right, right. <laughs> oh my god. Because obviously he called her Dula. Uh huh. And uh, yeah, we see we see uh, Uncle Luke pick up this baby as TJ is babbling away, and you can see Uncle Luke falling in love with little Dula. Yeah, well, yeah, and you can see all of that on Luke's face of 
I miss this with April. Now I have a half grown kid and I was, I was robbed. I was robbed of this. Right. I was robbed of this moment. Exactly. And, uh, and uh, yeah, TJ even like, uh, pushes the, the pokes the needle a little further in by saying, Oh, your cousin April is going to be the best babysitter. So, uh, we go to Anna, uh, Anna's and uh, Luke shows up and talks about how thoughtful he is about April and he knows all the all her friends and and everything and the peanut allergies and yada 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 and he says he is so tired of hearing my daughter from her he wasn't around because of her decision and it was a damn lousy one and uh, he can't get any of it back she's our kid I won't be treated this way we have a relationship and we have to make decisions together I will yes. fight for her so. Right. All these months of Luke just rolling over and letting Anna have her way and giving in to Anna. Finally, he has gotten a backbone about this and gotten angry and said, what you did was wrong. I have yeah. I have rights. It's so funny because last season, once the whole April situation was introduced and I was kind of fighting for Anna's rights and I wasn't really seeing this other side. It, it, <laughs> I got a little, I got a little bit of pushback back then. But now I can kind of see, like, oh yeah, yeah, that, you know, that is right, you know. But I, I guess maybe back then I wasn't really seeing how much Luke is gonna really love having a relationship with April, you know, mm-hmm. and love being her father. So now I see it. I'm like, you know, it just seems crazy to me that she just yank April out of his life, you know. Um, yeah. So that's the end of that episode. Shall we go into Mary Fisticuffs? Sure. Well, first we must get the Rory plotline out of the way. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, the Rory makes Logan eat at the cafeteria with her. She tries to scam the whole family pass thing, but then Logan's friend Brandon comes up and is like, hey, is this your girlfriend? <laughs> like Logan is a Loaded. He doesn't care about one meal. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and they see Lucy, and Lucy's like, "Oh, you must be Rory's imaginary boyfriend, Logan." And congrats on buying the internet or something. <laughs> 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 so they make plans of getting dinner, and uh, then Marty comes over, and Logan says he knows her, um, and Logan realizes that Rory is pretending not to know him. Uh, and then Rory has to give him the lowdown of like what's been happening, and of course he asks, "Well, why did you go along with it? And yeah, why? And why is he pretending not to know you?" And he says, "Well, have you been seeing? Like, like Logan is very threatened by Marty. Yeah. He's very jealous. Well, why haven't you told me that you've been seeing him? Well, I haven't been. I've just been seeing him when he's been around Lucy. Like, right. I'm not seeing him. Seeing him. Yeah, I don't know. Threatened? I would say like." Disturbed by like, well, wait a second. This doesn't make sense to me. Why is this happening? And yeah, I, I don't know if threatened. I think it's something to be worried about, though. Like, well, wait a second. If you're going along with this, this means your feelings are involved here. But I love that Rory is like honest right here and tells him the whole, even the whole like thing where Marty says that she was beautiful, and uh, and but she keeps protesting. She's like, oh, I didn't think there was anything to tell. <laughs> I'm like no, you're just okay. you just wanted if to avoid Rory, conflict. If Rory, <laughs> exactly. If Rory is so great, 
if Rory is like the greatest thing since, since sliced bread, <laughs> why is she so weak to go <laughs> along with this lie? Why wasn't she confident enough to stand up and say, hey, Marty, that's stupid. No, we know each other since we've known each other since freshman year. Yeah. So I just. <sighs> There's no reason for her to lie. She's only doing it uh, maybe because she feels bad about what happened between her and Marty. Uh, that's the only thing I can think of, but mm-hmm. she's so weak willed that she's just going to go along with his lie, which is motivated by the fact that he hasn't gotten over her. I don't think she has any feelings for him though. Um, right. God, I hope not. Uh, I hope when this yeah, storyline ends sh- that we were Yeah, there's really nothing here it. showing us that she had any interest in Marty because she told him she liked Logan. Yeah, so Logan tells Rory that she has to tell Lucy sooner rather than later. So we go to the restaurant, and uh, Lucy is babbling away, and uh, Logan gets involved in the conversation and talks about the many people that have crushes on Rory. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, here we go. (laughs) And uh, Lucy says that Marty has four jobs, and Marty's – Kind of makes a crack that he's he's just waiting for his trust fund to kick in. Like, uh-huh. ooh, okay, okay. So man. that that okay. makes Logan mad, uh-huh. and it props and he, Logan too. And then he sees Marty oh. getting a picking the napkin up for Rory, all like slowly. And uh, Lucy talks about how she met Marty. Marty actually stalked her <laughs> by going to Merchant of Venice and watching her at like night after night. And uh, I guess she just decided to be like, well, you're here all the time. You might as well ask me out or something like that. So then Lucy's like, well, how did you and Rory meet? And Logan's like, oh, Marty introduced us. (laughs) And Lucy is. And Lucy says like, wait, what? (laughs) I thought you didn't know each other. (laughs) My note is Lucy is obviously bothered about this stupid lie. (laughs) She rushes out. She's uh, she's done with this, and Marty follows. And Rory turns her anger on Logan, saying that he humiliated Lucy and was obnoxious. And uh, I'm like, do you remember how he acted with Jess? This is not obnoxious. <laughs> this is pretty no. restrained. Yeah, I mean, well, she asked him how they met. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just being honest. And uh, wait, wait and- did they? Did Marty introduce them? I think via the the coffee thing. Like she was talking yeah. to Marty about not coffee. She was just talking to him, and and Logan came over and was talking about the when he bartended his party or something, and that's how they that's how they met. Because I was thinking, could they? Because uh, Logan is just being honest. Yeah. He's like, I was asked a question. I have to answer this honestly. But I was thinking, is there a kind of a way to see this to where he didn't have to out Rory and Marty as knowing each other? Yeah, yeah. He could have just simply said, "Oh no, we we met here at Yale, you know, and uh, we we got to arguing about one thing or another, and then, then I realized that I really liked her, or something like that." You know, he didn't have to. Invoke, mm-hmm. invoke Marty at all. There was no, there was way to tell this story without even, I mean, Marty was such that's like an I insignificant part of them meeting. Yeah. He was just there. Was 
did he even say like, oh, uh, Logan, this is Rory, you know, or something like that? I can't remember. Say, I don't even think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like how he's like, I was just being honest. Something that uh, Lucy would should expect from her friend and her boyfriend. <laughs> Got her. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, Lorelai calls Rory. She's doing a late night inventory, inventory, avoiding her own problems. Uh, mm-hmm. Rory says the boys suck, and mm-hmm. I take offense at that. And uh, and Rory's like, I don't understand. He shouldn't be jealous of the whole situation. And we find out that Lucy's not answering her calls, and she's going to go visit Lucy. But when she goes to visit. Olivia says they both don't want to see her. Mm. And Rory walks away crying. Oh, somebody tell Rory no. <laughs> Denied. Uh, all right. Luke storyline. Uh, Kirk selling wrapping paper 20% less than the kids raising money for a gymnasium. That's what Kirk's doing. Uh, Liz brings in Dula, who is. Uh, she says is strong, just like her father, and talks about how father how her father does uh, the survivor challenges in their living room, <laughs> which I'm <laughs> like, uh, see, I love TJ. <laughs> like, that's that's awesome. Well, the baby falls asleep, and uh, Liz, you know, runs out. And she was like, yeah, uh, her father picked this week to develop a work ethic. <laughs> Yeah, and then great mom abandons another kid with uh, Luke. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, I mean, like, yeah, she abandons the baby, but also, <laughs> I wish I had have done that. You know what I mean? Like, I had too much of a t- guilty conscience to to even give the baby up to. Mothers should take care. What I'm trying to say is mothers should take some time for themselves. Right. And not feel like everything should be on them and not be a martyr and not sacrifice their sanity. Liz could have brought some muffin tops is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, she just, she, I mean, well, and Luke was working. Yeah, like she, exactly. She, she did. She ran out before Luke could say no. <laughs> But she did give she him some good advice to, to get a lawyer after he tells her about the whole situation there. Yeah. Don't think that this is all going to – that you're just going to sit down and work it out. No. Get right. a lawyer. You have rights. So I don't know if I missed something or something got cut out here because um, – so the next time we see Luke's uh, – Kirk is talking about how he keeps getting pranked by the kids – and then a group of kids like tell him to come outside to talk, and I see that I see him like walking by the window, and I'm like, oh, there's going to be like a background gag where he's being chased by a bunch of them or something like that. But nothing happens. Or did I miss something? Or I, I almost think there was a deleted scene or something, because like, he is stealing their business, and and you know, and he's got like a rivalry with it with them. He says he's being pranked by them. And then they tell him to come outside to talk. And then I swear, I don't think anything happened after that. Uh, I was expecting to see him like wrapped in his own wrapping paper or something laying on the street or something. (laughs) But all right. uh, So Anna calls 
says April's not coming and uh, you can't just come to my house and threaten me and expect me to send her like normal. So Luke decides to go get that lawyer and um, he gives her, he gives Luke the rundown about what he's looking for is partial custody. And uh, you're going to, you need to sue for it. Um, but um, you're probably not going to win. The court always sides with the mother and the court only cares what's best for April. And then he starts asking for dirt on Anna. And uh, uh, I'm so glad that Luke didn't like go down that road. Cause I, as soon as he said that, I was like, Oh no, like he's going to, you know, sully up his, you know, conscience by, you know, ruining uh, Anna, you know, uh-huh. by some sort of dirt. He, I don't think he has any dirt, but maybe he has something from years ago that we haven't heard about yet. He admits he beat up a guy's car. <laughs> was that, wasn't that Christopher's car? No, that was, uh, Nicole's. Oh, Nicole's. The, that's the guy, right. The guy. The, yes. The socks. Yes. He knew there were socks being left there. That's right. Uh, lawyer asks if he got the guy some we never saw. He was in off screen land. Yeah. The lawyer asks if he got any anger management after that. And he's like, nope. Would you be willing to? I don't need that. I don't need anger management. <laughs> and he says, well, prepare yourself because custody battles will get ugly. All right. So Lorelai's chapter here. Um, they're looking at houses and the real estate is going along with their oh, dumb skit. That was really cute. <laughs> yeah. They were, they were pretending, oh, honey. Don't forget your briefcase or I don't know. It kind of messed with me because at first I was when they started the scene, because I was like, wait a second. I know she remodeled her house, but I don't remember it looking like that. Don't remember it being that nice. Oh, she was like going to make frittatas. She was like, I'm going to make frittatas for lunch. Yeah. yeah. Frittatas, frittatas, frittatas. How do I look in this lighting? (laughs) I think they looked gorgeous. Mm. And then Christopher realizes, oh, you know, it's great and everything, but it's not Stars Hollow. And, uh, and, uh, it's not Lorelai's house. She can't imagine a better house. And Christopher's like, you don't want to move at all. And he's like, okay, I guess I'll work with that. Uh, so, uh, Lorelai shows up. This is all coming from the fact that they only have a bedroom for Gigi and Rory to share. They need, they need more space in that big house. Lorelai's house house is fine for two people, Mm. but. For four people, they're a little cramped. What is... I need to know the layout of that upstairs, because I swear, it's not just one bedroom. It's got, it can't be. Yeah. Why is there a hall if there's just a one bedroom? <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It's a bedroom and a bathroom. That's it. <laughs> uh-huh. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe there's not a bathroom. Uh, so... Um, she goes to uh, Emily's, and they have... Uh, the great designer, Randall Farber, who I guess was in opera productions before this. So now he's doing parties. Yes. Cause he was somewhere where they did. Oh, he was in France or Italy where they did Italy. Yeah. He was in Italy where they did La Bohème. And yeah. she was like, can't we just, can't we do rent? Can yeah. we do eighties? Uh, that was great. Uh, you know, that song is in rent. Oh, right. Of course. Where uh, they're at, at dinner. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the table. then, then, uh, Rory calls and Lorelai pretends that it's a big emergency, but Emily's <laughs> like, I can hear her. <laughs> <laughs> that was and Rory oh, refuses to go along with it. Do you need me to come over? 
<laughs> so uh, we go to Dosi's. Laura Light looked really pretty in that pink sweater. In at 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 Emily's house or yes. at Dosi's? She's oh. at Emily's house. She's wearing a pink sweater, and underneath is an orange and pink blouse. You know, Laura Light wears a lot of orange. Oh. You know, this show is very orange. <laughs> yes, it is. It's very it's very sepia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> At least the opening credits is. <laughs> uh, at Dosi's, uh, Christopher is stopping her from getting sugary cereal. Does he, like, want her to leave him? And also, like, does he not know about her metabolism? Like, cereal, sugary cereal will do nothing to her. Uh, that, I mean, that what is, about all the pop tarts? I know, right? Uh, and also, it's just like I don't know, dude. Like, it's one thing to like, I don't know, start kind of planning out a house, uh, to think about getting a new house, but then to just straight up be like, you shouldn't be eating that. I think you need to wait on that. That talk. That's that's a bit. That's a bit much. Um, I. I, I've been married for many years and I still wouldn't appreciate that. <laughs> be like, I don't think you should eat that. Or, you know, you know what you should eat? You know, this is what, and, and also lead by example. I, if Christopher's like, I'm trying these new salads these days instead of cereal. So you should try that and it, as an option, you know? I don't know. Um, that sounds so reasonable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Taylor's niece, Bonnie, is working the register. She's notoriously slow, so Christopher's like, I'll take the hit. You can go outside and kind of wait. I don't know. Like, is it more? Is it less boring to wait outside? I guess maybe for Lorelai, who has the attention span of a hummingbird. Um, <laughs> so so uh, she walks out, and guess who's walking by? It's Luke with Dula. And, uh, yeah, they just run right into each other. Yeah. They can't avoid each other. That's right. It's meant to be. That's why. And they're doing baby talk and all that. And then Christopher comes out and does not like what he sees. And, uh, yeah, from his point of view, I mean, uh, she she knows that he punched him. Like, I, I don't know. That might be a little bit of, a, of an offense, you know? Um, but, uh, yeah, he's got a lot to worry about with him. So, because, you know, Luke is... Uh, OTP, you know, it's, it's Luke Lorelai. So, uh, <laughs> so later on in bed, now Christopher wants to make a baby and, or is like, listen, I just, there's so much work the last time. <laughs> like, like and, and Christopher's like, listen, you know, I've got a ton of money and you know, you don't need to want for anything. And yeah. And, and she, and, and he says, and the last one turned out pretty good. And she was like, Oh, wait a minute, buddy. Yeah, right? <laughs> like you had a lot I, to do with that, huh? Yeah, I did that. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, okay, well, you know, I do want another kid, but not right now. And he's like, well, why not right now? Yeah, he gets <laughs> mad. Do you think we won't work out? And Lorelai's like, why the rush? Why right now? And Christopher looks, looks upset and uh, turns over, stares Away as Lorelai is left to get herself comfortable in that awkward situation, go to sleep. And yeah, in my notes, I wrote in capital letters, hell yeah. <laughs> That's right. Christopher, screw this up. Let's do this. 
uh, Christopher Lorelai, which whoever wants to screw it up, just screw it up so we can be done. Oh yeah, let's get this over with. Come yeah. on, it's now like oh, gosh. Um, so yeah, uh, Lorelai is still impossible at the dining hall when Randall is telling the plans, and this time Christopher's here, and Christopher is Mister Serious, and he's. He's like, oh, don't don't worry about my babbling wife. I will take care of everything, and we'll make sure this is all uh, perfect. And yeah, Emily- he's going along with what what Emily wants. Mm-hmm. He's just going along with everything. And Emily talks about how ridiculous uh, it, it, the, like some wedding vows can be. So make sure to write the proper wedding vows. Can you believe somebody actually promised lasagna in their wedding vows? <laughs> uh, my wife, by the way, uh, her wedding her wedding vow to me. Was to allow me to give her uh, foot massages uh, on on a regular basis. Uh, she was going to do that for you. She'll let let you. That was her vow to me. Vow to let me do something <laughs> for her. Uh huh. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm being all romantic, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I should ask for lasagna. That that's actually a pretty good idea. <laughs> uh, so yeah. Uh, you know, because uh, Lorelai's like, because we're already married. We don't have to do like a wedding thing. Well, Emily's like, Wait, I didn't witness it. Christopher says, oh, it might be nice. And Lorelai says, they eloped to get away from the whole wedding thing. And Christopher's like, no, we eloped because we love each other and we wanted to get married. And I'm like, Christopher, that is that is not how it worked. Uh, uh, so Christopher says that. Lorelai is going to just do what she wants. She's gonna get. She's gonna have a party she wants. She's gonna have kids when she wants, and wedding constantly, constantly having to argue about all these different things. And Emily hears kids, and she's like, oh. <laughs> "But." Um, and then Christopher says, "Well, you plan a huge wedding with that diner guy. What's the big uh. deal? That diner guy." And that's where he says, oh, I'm supposed to show respect to the guy that punched me in the face, which I, to me, I'm like, you know, I, I kind of, I kind of agree with that. Like, you know, sorry, if you love me, he punched me in the, he just jumped me (laughs) now. uh, So you should at least have a little bit of anger towards him for doing that. Uh, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Um, again, he deserved it because he's a, uh, uh, a skis ball that should have, said oh maybe you should maybe we should wait to have sex you know at least i don't know maybe he should maybe he should have done that to protect himself even (laughs) because it seems like Mm -hmm. i don't know uh so at the bar christopher pays his tab and leaves and then we go to the streets where christopher spots luke and luke spots christopher and it is a knockdown drag out. Oh, I love they're like walking toward each other, and Christopher pulls his scarf, his oh, <laughs> his his just douchey sl- <laughs> ball scarf off, and put, throws it on the ground. And yeah, and they just like wrestle around and bump into all these Christmas decorations. <laughs> yeah, I love how oh, the tree great. gets knocked over, and the music, the Christmas music, starts playing. <laughs> And uh, then slowly, like they they tire each other out because they you know they're old, and um, <laughs> and uh, then they get up and they stare at each other, and they kind of circling each other, and then they just kind of part ways. Yeah, that I mean, it's good that they were a good match for each other. That yeah, one of them didn't overpower the other. They just just and, kind of exhausted each other and left. 
That really, I mean, honestly, if I was David Sutcliffe, I'd just be like, this is a thankless role at this point. Like, nobody's rooting for me. So that is a kind of a, a big, fav- big favor that um, the the people behind the show did for, for him. It's the fact that... Yeah, yeah given him such a uh, an arc. And, and, and just making it so it's just not Luke beating the piss out of him. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, he already had the indignity of being socked in the face that one time, (laughs) but, uh, so we go to Lorelai's and Lorelai is back from inventory to see, um, and, and Emily is sitting there and Emily has advice for her. Christopher is your husband for better, for worse. Marriage is not always about being happy. It's about compromise. And sometimes you just have to swallow your pride and we have, and you have to lose a few arguments. Don't mess this up because he'll be gone and you'll be alone again. A ring is not a guarantee. Just some good, good, good advice from Emily. But where did it come? Like, what? 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 Did she, where did it come from? She I mean, witnessed she... all this stuff. She witnessed. She witnessed the the way that Lorelai has been acting, and witnessed the way they that argument with each other. You know, Christopher's frustration with her hit a hit a hit a peak. And Emily sympathizes with Christopher. Because she knows that Lorelai is going to screw it up. Mm-hmm. Because she has no confidence that Lorelai is going to be successful with this. Well, I mean, I, it's it seems like she, was, she had a front row seat to hearing all the ways that she wasn't successful, hasn't been successful. How Christopher's, you know, arguing with her about having to do everything Lorelai's way, so... I thought it was good. I thought it was good because it I really, mean, it's like, it's like, it's not, it's not a, it's not a, uh, you, you know, it's not a thing where I'm, I'm like, I, it's good advice, it, but it's not, um, her, it's not me rooting for them to work things out at all. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's kind of like, yeah. So if you're not up for all that, then you need to be done with him. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like it's a lot that. Emily can see what's really going on here when Lorelai just doesn't want to have a wedding party. Like, yeah. is it because if Lorelai was more invested in this marriage, she would be all about celebrating her new marriage. But it's more than the party. She could see that it was the kid. It was the house. It was the, you know, other things, um, whatever Christopher was babbling about i forget okay yeah so all right so we go to santa's secret stuff and we have a lane uh plot line to get out of the way before we do some luke and lorelei stuff uh all right i really feel (laughs) like uh uh zach is becoming a real person okay okay He's. I think he's acting less dumb, and I think he is actually quite, honestly, very sweet at the end of this this mm-hmm. plot. Um, so, what do you think of Lane's belly? <laughs> I think she looks ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you see that and go? I mean, that is a fake stomach if I have ever seen one. Uh, yeah, I mean, I know that you're when you have twins that you're. Stomach is huge. Yeah, but she just looks ridiculous in the way she's walking and just. 
<laughs> it's really difficult because you know you love Lane so much, and yeah, but it's and just you a love... little tiny person with that ginormous <laughs> yes, potato so sack on the front of her. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, Lane's um finds Zach happily uh hanging out with Mrs. Kim. They went shopping together. They've been reading a they lot about her, pregnancy. They bought collard greens because they're high in folic, folic acid. And Mrs. Kim knows that she didn't take her prenatal vitamins for two days. <laughs> That's right. <sighs> Meanwhile, Lane is sneaking a, a delicious Twix bar. And she gets outraged because the drums are in the closet. And they haven't had band practice in a while. And they need yeah. to have band practice. So band practice happened. Said, can you even play the drums? <laughs> yeah, right. In your condition? In your condition. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Let me tell you. Women used to tend the fields and have the baby and strap the baby on their back and go back out, which is, I mean, it's terrible situ- It's terrible working conditions. But women have done it. <laughs> That's true. Um <laughs> Uh, when we get to the band practice part, I love how it starts off with just Brian studying this enormous belly. <laughs> <laughs> and Zach got a mandolin. He's holding it like a baby. In fact, he shows Brian different ways you can hold a baby where Lane just I mean, wants which, to rock. Yeah, I mean, that's good that Zach is anticipating the baby and taking mm-hmm. interest in and You know, he cares about what she's eating, that she's getting enough folic acid. Yeah, he's not just staring at the TV being like, okay, okay. Like he's actually right. being written uh, yes. like like an earnest character and not like a dum-dum. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Gil shows up with making the bacon. Uh, <laughs> he's excited about Lane's breast pump and explains it to Zach and Brian as uh, Lane stands just irritated with everybody off the sideline. Uh, then we go to Zach and Lane walking back from the store. She says she's sick of her mom. She's sick of being treated like an incubator. I'm a person. I'm an adult. And, uh, and then she says something that I am so like sympathetic with this character on like what the writers have done to her. And she just pretty much in a meta way calls them out on it. How the briefest of windows Lane had when she got out of her mother's house and she had a regular adult life and now she is – she has babies and she's going to have to deal with that. And she's again like being shut back in a house again. She's got all these responsibilities now. You know, she, I mean she's just out of high school. <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. And, and uh, I felt so bad for her in that moment because I'm like, yeah, you're right. These freaking writers – didn't couldn't think of anything more original than let's get Lane married and knocked up as soon as possible because that's what the women do on this show apparently. Uh, yeah, uh, we gave her a taste of freedom and yeah. now she's gonna be. Too uh, bad we couldn't see like to a home. We could, we we saw for a brief moment Lane Kim blossoming like a, a wonderful flower, the wonderful flower she is with her drums and her band and all that. And then suddenly it's like, she gets proposed to out of nowhere. And then suddenly she has sex, she has sex for the first time. It's awful. And then she gets twins as a result. And now her mother is living with her. I mean, what the heck? I, I really hope they care that the show does something uh, uh, nice to uh, wrap Lane up and make us feel 
a little bit better. But I mean, Zach, Zach is right here. I mean, he's very sweet here where he's like, you know, you're still going to be a pure person. We, we can still go out and play band gigs and Mrs. Kim can be a built in babysitter and, and all this stuff. But it's like, yes, but like you still have like that gigantic responsibility that these Gilmore Girl writers dropped on poor Lane's head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, because they couldn't possibly knock up uh, Lorelai and Rory, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Suki, poor Suki. We'll we'll get to her. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's this nice sweet moment at the end here where Zach, like he's he offered to take it to back before, and now he's just offering to take it again. And this time, she gives it to him, so she accepts his help. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, so um, this next chapter I call Lorelai Luke Overlap because it kind of goes back and forth a little bit here and it's all kind of related in a way. Uh, all right. Um, oh, boy, I've written a lot of notes here. So let me. Okay, so Lorelai is waiting for the Redcoats. It's basically Rory returning from London. Um, who knows where Logan is, but Rory is coming back. <laughs> Logan, like. Showed his 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 problems with uh, uh, this whole. Um, he he showed up to give Rory crap about the whole Lucy situation, and then disappeared again. <laughs> yeah, to New York. So I was super excited because I I you know post Mary Fisticuffs, I was like yes he's gonna so we're gonna have to deal with the, like the whole aftermath of that he's gonna come home all bruised and bloody. And then Lorelai is going to have to run down and yell at Luke. And there's going to be some sort of like uh, passionate, passionate scream fest between the two of them. And then they're going to end up sleeping with each other. And that's going to completely screw the whole Christopher relationship up. And, uh, and, and Christopher is going to go away and Luke and Lorelai can finally be together. But no, they had a fight and nothing happened like that. Nothing. They're, Christopher's just hanging out with Lorelai and they're, they're playfully bickering about who did the wrong side of the road joke first. And I'm just like, why are they so friendly with each other still? I thought we were going somewhere here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Lorelai has been waiting to have Christmas with Rory. She actually, um, somehow. Oh, she actually used those tickets that she used that plane ticket that Logan gave her, you know, back at the very beginning of the season right. when she was like, I'm going to London. Yeah. Why am I sitting here? My dad's loaded. <laughs> I can do whatever I want. I'm going to London. And then she called Logan and he was like, yeah, you're coming to London at Christmas. <laughs> right. So she did so, do it. Yeah. She did. And meanwhile, Lorelai has been waiting to have Christmas with Rory. She literally, she actually, She's, she stopped all the snow. Yeah, she stopped the snow and she could smell Christmas cookies on Rory. And she, uh, she kept all the leaves green on the trees. All the grass perfectly green underneath the snow. Um, so yeah, this is not. This is a very fake winter, people. I just want to say, it's like California winter. <laughs> this is a. I mean, literally, they're walking through Stars Hollow at one point, and you could see where like their little snow blower thing that they kind of blow the snow around and stuff. There is like a impact mark on the side of a building where you can see that snow has just been blown from a hose at the building and then drops down on the ground around it. But anyway, <clears throat> um, so yeah, uh, they went and get, they go and get trees, seven of them. Oh, well, you need at least one for the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Christopher is not impressed. 
uh, and neither am I because these trees are very homely and you're in the Northeast, you need to get some trees and what, what, yeah. what's this? But you know, of course we're dealing with Lorelei looking for trees. So, I mean, there are, there are trees like that here that are like that, but, um, I don't know. Uh, I love <laughs> Did you did you notice that great part where they're like babbling back and forth, and then there's this like little tiny bit of silence, and all of a sudden Gilmore Girls fi- fires up with a "Yeah, Dad." <laughs> <laughs> I don't forget Gilmore Girls is here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you know, oh, little 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 young actress who plays Gilmore Girls got her line out on time. <laughs> I was just thinking, can you imagine being a tiny person and dealing with this barrage of dialogue, both as like. <laughs> Both as like a character or like as a young, a, a little actor, like your mom brought you to set, you know, and you're on the show, but you don't really, can't really understand it all. But you're sitting there listening to this, and then they stop, and then and then your mom kind of points to you off the camera, and you're like, yeah, dad. <laughs> <laughs> but also, I was thinking like, poor, poor little Gilmore Girls, who was living with her father and you know the occasional twenty-two-year-old nanny, um, and she's twenty-five. Twenty-five, sorry, twenty-five. And now moving into this house, where it's, again it's just I'm like, do you understand anything? I mean, Rory literally straight up calls Gilmore Girls a philistine, and and I'm like, okay, like, do you think you expect her to understand that or? Uh, and then she gets all yeah, – Rory's petty jealousy here too is – I don't know if she's really jealous or she's kind of playing the whole – uh-huh. stole my, she stole my antlers. Uh, oh, yeah. And then later on when they're uh, making the, the popcorn and cranberry necklaces or the garland, uh, Lorelai is praising Gilmore Girls' uh, garland-making <laughs> abilities. And then she was – then so it's so fast. She whispers to Rory, yours looks good too. Like she doesn't want <laughs> either one of them to be jealous. Right. Oh, it's so fast. So fast. Uh, yeah. Uh, Christopher is confused about the t- different traditions that uh, Rory and Lorelai have, including uh, the mistletoe and the ceiling fan. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he's, he says he's ready to start some new traditions. And he pulls out these, you know, very expensive looking monogram stockings and then he starts talking about caroling and then we have to hear christopher sing oh yeah but rory rory's really funny when she she pulls out the singed uh ones that got yeah uh got burned in the fire that was great yeah but again it's like here's christopher trying to make some changes trying to change things up and you know they're not happy about that kind of thing no (laughs) Uh, we go to the dragonfly and Luke shows up and Michelle says, I thought we were done with you. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Yeah. Does someone in your family own stock in a flannel company? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So then Lorelai comes out and note, Steph, Luke does not yes. kiss her on the cheek. Okay. Just want to say that's not a thing that can happen. All That happens all the time. Um, not that you said it happens, but I'm just... Comparing this to the fact that yes, when but she Luke was is with, not a kiss person on the cheek kind of person. Yeah, Christopher is getting intimacy, uh, you know, while not being with her. I think. I think you. I think. I think kisses. Uh, I'm just. I don't know. It seems like a very intimate thing. 
Okay. Um, so uh, later, uh, yeah, oh, yeah, he asks Lorelai about the character witness letter, and she says sure, and he leaves, and he doesn't kiss her on the cheek either. Um, and uh, Lorelai vents to Suki later about how hard writing a letter is, and considers plagiarizing. And she, we have a montage of her taking several attempts at just focusing on writing something. <laughs> It's just so childish. Yes, take a Ritalin, Laura. Gosh, yeah, exactly. Uh, We go to Luke's, and Lane is yelling at the customers who assume that she's pregnant. And then she yells at another customer for tipping her bad. Oh, no, they gave her a 50% tip. (laughs) What do you you assume, I'm homeless? (laughs) That's right. She she was over-tipped. I didn't realize that. Uh, April comes in and starts mentioning how large Lane is and starts getting his uh, fun facts about elephants' gestation periods. And uh, Luke's like, hey, quiet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but April snuck over. She was supposed to be on some sort of field trip or something like that. And it snuck over to Luke's. And Luke uh, says no. But then he goes along with it because April says she'll get into trouble for, for leaving the, the trip. And Luke mm-hmm. goes along with it. And I'm like, you moron. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know. I, so many times I'm so afraid Anna's going to find out something. Yeah. Like, I'm afraid of Anna. Out yeah. Luke. Yeah. Because the thing is, now they're in a custody battle. This is something that could have could have gone really badly. I'm surprised that nothing happens. Yeah. Um, so, uh, Lorelai... Uh, we go back to Lorelai's and she's talking about her writer's block with a letter. Oh, it's a Rory because they're in the kitchen. And she's talking about she can't write anything with like Luke. This is like a stand-up citizen or an upstanding citizen. Like wondering if he got into comedy, yada, yada, yada. And then she talks, starts talking about my my brain is a big a big bag of weird. And then just starts going into word association. And it just goes on and on and on and on. And uh, – I note. I also note here that Gilmore Girls laughs at all her scripted beats as if she understands what the fuck Lorelai is talking about, <laughs> which guarantees she has no yeah, clue. Yeah, she just thinks she just thinks Lorelai's funny. Yeah, yeah. Just like, uh, can you imagine? This is like living with an animated character. You know, <laughs> this is like living with uh, like a, a Muppet. <laughs> yeah, and Lorelai. Uh, she like puts on a show for Gigi. She's like trying to entertain her. Yeah. And I can just, you know, you can just see Lorelai with Rory when Rory was Yeah. Born. Yeah, it's true. I guess I was kind of focusing too hard on like, what is this poor child going through? Here? <laughs> um, of course, she's a lot nicer than when we first met her. So, or at least this incarnation of Gilmore Girls, the grown, grown version, the, the older version. The baby was fine. <laughs> Uh, the so, preschooler. Yeah. She's Laura, now a preschooler. Yeah. Crazy. I, I, I do the math on this, but I don't, I don't, I don't feel like it. Um, yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Who cares? Whatever. Lorelai tells Gilmore girls that she's writing a letter to Santa and then Christopher comes home and suddenly the subject has changed. They're all just talking mm-hmm. about cranberries. So we go to Weston's and, uh, um, there's a big. There's no candy cane coffee. Nope. Candy cane there's coffee. No, 
Because it's after Christmas. They got rid of it. And I love this waitress. She's very firm on this. Like, Christmas is over. Like, we're not all following your dumb rules. Christmas is over. Like, she is – that waitress is kind of like me. Like, all right. You know, it's just – there's just something about somebody still babbling on about Christmas on the 26th, 27th, 28th. I'm like, no, no, no. It's over. Okay, we've we had a huge lead up to it. It was on the TV all the time. We watched all the movies. We did all the work that was involved in it. And yeah, we still have that tree sitting at home. It probably dries a bone at this point. It's over. Get over. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Rory brings up like, uh, why are you lying to dad? And it kind of goes out to the streets where she's telling Lorelai that she's intentionally lying to him. She's not telling him. And, um, says that uh, he's been on edge about Luke. He's referencing uh, – she references the uh, the whole he wants to have a baby and the whole thing about he, she's, he's irritated about the wedding party. And uh, – but yeah, and I was waiting right here. I was like, is she going to mention that he got into a fight with Luke? Like she doesn't know. Does she? Like I don't think she knows. I don't think she knows. No. Yeah, Rory's like, I'm not a kid anymore. You don't have to sugarcoat things for me. So wants her to be a little bit more honest. Uh, we go to Luke's apartment where he is hanging a mask that he got from April. And uh, luckily, the mask does not raise the dead. So <laughs> no, we're I good there. The same thing. <laughs> What's her name? Pat. Who the fuck is Pat? <laughs> <laughs> Potential cast, people who don't, don't know what we're talking about. Potential cast. Um. Uh, so Pat was the lady that owned the bed and breakfast when they oh, went to visit right. Harvard. That's right. That's funny. Or was that Yale? Uh, no, that was Harvard. Harvard. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Luke's trying to give April a better point of view about um, moving to New Mexico, trying to be you know make her trying feel to be about positive it. about yeah. it. Like there's more pools and hot climates. <laughs> Uh, Luke gives her a present. It's a rock polisher, and uh, and uh, she says she already got one. And oh, but who who couldn't use two? <laughs> uh, and then April starts talking about rocks and minerals and all that. And that's when Luke's like, "Hey, Hank Schrader's from New Mexico." <laughs> <sighs> Thank you. I'm so glad you got that one. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we go to Lorelai's. I would not want to live in New Mexico. Gross. I hate the desert. The desert seems sucks. way too hot. Way too hot. God Almighty, it's so freaking hot. I hate it. I hate. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. If I lived on that side of the country, I would have to be over there by the ocean. Uh, That's okay. the only way. Yeah. I mean, it's beautiful. I mean. Bless them all, but that desert sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Christopher walks in on Lorelai writing the letter, and she says it's Santa's secret stuff. That's where you get the title from. She pretends it's a gift, and then she realizes that she's now got to go shopping to um, make up for make up the gift that she said that she was working on or whatever. She has to go buy Christopher a Porsche. So, so we go to the mall and Rory, of course, made them carry a bunch of bags of books, but they also have different bags for different people. And I like the little attention to detail here because as they're walking through the mall, like we see all the 50% off sales 
<laughs> yeah. And hey, maybe moving Christmas isn't a bad idea. <laughs> you know? Um, so they're trying to figure out what would Christopher want. We need a special store for her husband stuff. And uh, it looks like they are they pretty much walk into a, a discovery zone, which <laughs> seems like a – you know, pretty close to what a dad stuff, dad stuff, dads might be interested in, like a telescope. Um, but uh, Luke and April are there, and they're trading the rock cleaner in for a microscope. And um, April brags, "My dad's always been a great gift giver." And uh, Rory starts talking about all the other gifts that Luke has bought her over the years. The and, monogram towels. Yeah, <laughs> Luke is very, very, very considerate, but. You know, in in the actual providing of gifts, not exactly very good at <laughs> buying them. Uh, so, so that causes Lorelai to like reminisce. Yeah, Lorelai's nice rem- little smile here, and it reminds her of that's why she fell in love with Luke, mm-hmm. and that's why she proposed to Luke. Was that time where he was like, "I feel the same way you do about Rory. She's got to get back into Yale." Yeah, and. So that made it easy for her to go home and write the letter. Uh, April says goodbye to Luke. She's ready to do, you know, to do a to sneak over another time. But Luke's like, no, court is coming. You, everybody's got to be honest. So you can't do this again. And she leaves her microscope that she got, and uh, and Luke says he's going to set it up for her for the next time she visits, and then she bikes home. Um. Four hours back to Hartford. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, Lorelai takes her letter, puts it in an envelope, comes downstairs, listens to Christopher, Rory, and Gilmore girls make cookies. And um, she says she's got to run out for a minute. She's, they say, hurry back. We're going to do a special Christmas screening. It's, it's going to be a new tradition with us. We'll watch a special movie or whatever. And uh, – she goes out and puts the letter in the mailbox and the snow starts and uh, we have another year where Lorelai is not happy about snow. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. We have one more episode to talk about. <laughs> okay. One, a half, 30 minutes per episode it seems we're doing here. Uh, to whom it may concern. Uh, so let's start with Luke. Um that the court thing, the lawyer tells him to be quiet. Uh, Anna shows up. Luke tries to make a uh, small talk and Anna's like, no, this is a waste of time. You don't have a chance. And, uh, you don't have any, you don't carry image of a good guy. You've been in no good relationships. You bailed on Lorelai and looks like, Oh, oh. <laughs> I did not bail on Lorelai. <laughs> More like the other way around. Uh, <laughs> he kind of did. Uh, he did not bail on her. He did not, Run away with her. That's the only thing he didn't do. She gave him an ultimatum to go elope with her. And he said, I can't do that right now. Yes, but he like emotionally checked out when April came in. Right. Yes, I know. It's not a perfect. He's not perfectly in the right. But but you can't. There's no um, concrete evidence of that. Like, that's not a... Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's also, like, being uh, an, an adult and talking about your emotions with the person if you're not having a, a good time and maybe not just presenting your anger and your sadness along with uh, just a complete ultimatum that will uh, completely change your life. 
But, you know, whatever. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so uh, the lawyers debate back and forth about how much connection Luke has with April. Luke argues when he hears he works at a diner. No, I own the diner. Mm-hmm. And he says that April found him. He didn't look for her because Anna never told him. And then the judge is like, hey, let the lawyers talk. So the next scene, Anna gets to talk. <laughs> Because maybe she was asked a direct question, but she talks about all the things that she did to make April all set up for her when she moves to New Mexico. And Luke's lawyer is like, yeah, that's great and all, but we're not here for that. Um, And Anna's lawyer repeats that Luke is not great and yada, yada, yada. And Luke just can't help but protest how he's being portrayed. And the the judge again tells Luke to be quiet. I'm like, oh, man, this is not going to end well. But then finally, the judge reads the personal letters, starting with Lorelai and Luke beams. And uh, it is a beautiful letter. And I think I have more details about it in this other chapter here. Yeah, I do. Um, So let's just fire over to Lorelai. Richard finishes a big joke that he loves telling. Uh, Everybody knows it already. Maybe Christopher doesn't, I guess. Uh, Emily's dinner gets some compliments. and But after we see that, they stuff the food in their pockets. Oh. And this is nice that, you know, to see Christopher at Friday night dinners where it's not just Lorelai in, yeah. in the, like, it's always Lorelai in the, in the, uh, what are we trying to say? In, in, uh, in Emily's sights. Yeah. It's always, like, it's always Lorelai's going to meet the firing squad every time she goes to yeah. Friday night dinner. And this is another, like, nice little, like, they're a family. Look, they all, you know, they're all hiding the fact that they hate Emily's, whatever Emily cooked. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so the next morning, Sookie arrives with coffees and a basket of hot muffin tops. And, oh, God. That sounds delicious. Um, mm-hmm. Lorelai actually pinches Sookie to make sure that Lorelai isn't dreaming. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Uh, and Sookie has so- acted really weird. Yeah. And you think it's because, well, they're going they're going skiing. The babysitter got mono. But, you know, she's kind of, you, you think that she's just trying to get out of the house and trying to have a nice day. And she was really looking forward to it. So it's a, she's probably like really upset that perhaps... This skiing and all the reading, all the Sue Grafton she was going to read is now all like, you know, tr- trashed. But so she's going to Lorelai as a last, last effort, di- ditch effort. Um, that's at least how I was thinking at this point. A mm-hmm. uh, couple other things here. The copy that she got was from Luke's. Mm-hmm. They have to talk a bit about, oh, that's not weird. That's not weird. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Christopher. Oh, super excited. He's got a flat, he's got a flat screen. He's going to, he's going to install it. Uh, and then Sookie thinks, oh, sorry. What? Well, yeah, he's going to install the flat screen TV and Lorelai leaves to go sit on babies. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Christopher notes how good the coffee is. Lorelai says, it's from Luke's. Is that okay? She, is that she, okay? <laughs> she shouldn't have told him. <laughs> Uh, 
So uh, later we have Christopher with a bunch of tools out. He's super excited. And uh, Lorelai is getting ready to go. And she laughs about the fact that Christopher is using her conditioner. Uh, we go to Sookie's and Lorelai talks to Jackson about the TV. And he's like, well, how about the pixel a- aspect ratio? What is that? What is it? Well, you have to talk to Christopher about that. Uh, so Suki is meanwhile going crazy over her clothes. She's looking sad. Um, uh, yeah. Lorelai should be patted on the back for allowing Christopher to hang up plasma television <laughs> in her house. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jackson, uh, tries rushing, uh, Suki out, but she's now feeling super guilty about going away for the day. And again, I was like, oh, I see what it is. This is, they're doing a thing where it's like, oh, the mom doesn't want to, this is the first time she's been away from her, uh, at least a second child, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Was not thinking about this at all. Uh, they returned. The place is a mess. Lorelai is super cute with uh, little Davy. Um, and then we find out first that Jackson spilled Suki's hot toddy because he didn't think drinking at lunch is a good idea. And he also didn't let Suki ski before because it was too icy. And Lorelai's and Suki storms off and Lorelai interrogates Jackson. What's going on? Is Suki pregnant again? And it turns out he didn't get the vasectomy. <laughs> and I was so, oh my God, this made me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> because I remember when we, we talked about that after she had the second kid, whatever that kid's name is, not doula. Um, and she's like, you're getting a vasectomy. And I took great offense at that. I was like, you can't just Martha. tell a, Martha. You can't just tell a guy to get a vasectomy. You discuss it with him. I think it's a good idea that you get a vasectomy. I really, I really would r- rather not be pregnant anymore. Uh, or you need to be more careful, yada, yada, yada. You, d- you don't just go, you go talk to a doctor and get a vasectomy now. Uh, that's just, hmm. and I love the fact that Jackson was just like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get a vasectomy. And she kind of reinforced his, um, his okay, his okayness. That's, that's, that's a word about, mm-hmm. about the whole thing because he said that she was still on the pill and she liked being on the pill. It made her skin look great. But and then she he says something like she stopped a month ago. And for a minute mm-hmm. there, I was like, wait a second here. Are they going to pretend – are they going to think that she's pregnant? But then realize that Suki is actually having her period for the first time. <laughs> and these are like emotions that are going into that. And I'm like, maybe it's best that I don't hypothesize on women's, women's health. So I just want to say I, I was – I'm glad I'm completely wrong about that. Um, but yeah, that, that's honestly where I thought this might be going. Like, oh, they're going to think she's pregnant. But then uh, we're going to realize that, no, she just, because the, you know, a birth control will keep you from having your period. Um, I know this because I've been, I've been married for a while. Um, and, uh, and yeah, uh, uh, and I thought, oh, maybe it's because she's, because, you know, pills they alter your your chemistry and now if she's been off of it and maybe it's her okay. chemistry is being altered again yeah you yeah you went way deep i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> so yeah now now we have this funny situation where jackson has to tell Suki that she's pregnant mm-hmm. 
<laughs> she had that was really funny. And uh, then Sookie like takes Lorelai for a walk and says, while I'm gone, you get that thing taken care of. And it's like, no, he's probably not going to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, just, all I knew was after I had a baby that cried for two years. Yeah. There was no way I was having another one. So right. I didn't care about a vasectomy. I wanted my tubes tied. Right. Because I, I knew I was done. Yeah. And that's all that mattered to me. I, well, it's a bigger process. It's a more, you know, it's a vasectomy is like a same day procedure. And, you know, you're, you got ice for a couple, couple days, but that's, that's it. I thought tubes, tubes being tied is like an actual operation. Right? It is surgery. Yes, yeah. It's a big deal. So. Uh, yeah. So Sookie's super mad saying, I'm not his mother. Should I have brought him there? You know? And Laura's like, well, maybe he didn't want to have one. <laughs> and Wait, what? Say that all again. Sookie was mad. She thought that she, she says that I'm not his mother. Was I supposed to bring him there? And Lorelai said, maybe he didn't want to have one a vasectomy. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Sookie says she was looking forward to the light at the end of the tunnel. And Lorelai's like, hey, look, think, think about all the great stuff that newborns have. Oh, that smell, yada, yada, yada. And then she kind of mentions that she and Christopher have been talking about it. So, uh, We go to Lorelai's and uh, the TV is hung. It looks you, – you love The Office, right? You've watched The Office before, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You remember Michael Scott's plasma TV in the mm-hmm. episode Dinner Party? Mm-hmm. That Jan ends up throwing a Dundee at. This TV looks like just a little bit bigger than that one. It is. I was like, that's the TV you wanted to get? Yeah, I know. I was thinking, back then, did we think that was a big TV? <laughs> <laughs> Weren't we cute? Because uh, my television's big. <laughs> uh, Desiree has a TV. Yeah. Let me tell you. Desiree has a big old TV. <sighs> When's she going to invite us over? Oh, wait. Oh, man. We're it's still beautiful. terrible Yeah, we time. can't go. Yeah. It's uh, beautiful down there, though. Yeah. Pensacola. Yeah, I love I, I love my notes here. It's like, <laughs> the scene, Lorelai's. That TV looks slightly bigger than Michael Scott's. Paul Anka doesn't help Christopher find a level. End scene. Because <laughs> 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 now it's like they're going back and forth with what's going on with Luke in the court. And... Um, so yeah, we find Christopher's looking for the level and finds Lorelai's, um, letter and he reads it and, uh, it really hurts because, uh, Luke is, she, she talks about how Luke has been a part of Rory's life all, you know. Oh, that's what we've been. They've been hitting mm-hmm. all season is, uh, how Christopher wasn't there mm-hmm. in the beginning and he didn't. Participate in Rory's raisin until she was sixteen years old. Yep, and uh, and she she even says just hauntingly here for Christopher. Once Luke Danes is in your life, he's in your life forever. <laughs> yeah, like you're never gonna get rid of him, man. No, no, there's nothing you can do. 
and then – OK. So later Lorelai comes home and she pretend gushes about how big the TV is. I'm like, yeah, it's real big <laughs> compared to your little tiny box that you had, I guess. Um, Christopher says that the letter reads – and oh, what a jerk. He's just sitting there all dramatically with the letter in front of him, just sitting there waiting for her to come home. Like, shut mm-hmm. Like Such a I've drama the, queen. Yeah, like I've got the evidence right here. Yeah. You obviously still have deep feelings for him. I know you and you. I know you're not done with him. Tell me you're not in love with him. She says, I'm not in love with him. Like immediately. Yeah. No hesitation. No hesitation. No TV yeah, hesitation. And, <laughs> and, you know, take into account that I'm – that. I may not genuinely feel 100% of what I put into this letter. I'm writing this letter to help him get custody of his kid, to win over a judge's, you know, to make a judge see, you know, my perspective and all. But I could be, you know, really uh, playing all this up about what a great guy he is. So, I mean, you can't really judge Lorelai's, What's going on in Lorelai's head by this? This is not, this, this may not be 100% authentic. Well, this is, but the, it doesn't matter. It hits all his yeah, pride points. It does. And it, it, and it is the, like the final nail, the, the last straw or whatever, because, you know, he's like talking about how all the signs are there. This is why she's been resistant on everything. And, to top it all off, why would she hide the letter? And I was like, that's right, Christopher, because you are on a TV drama. And that's what they do in these things. They hide things. They lie all the time. They don't talk about their feelings. And guess what? I mean, You're it, on your way out. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't hid. It was in a drawer. Yeah. Yeah. And he says. And then he says, I drank his coffee. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I can't handle this. I don't want to be your second choice. I don't want to be your rebound. I was like, dude, you slept with her right after she broke up with Luke. That's that's rebound. <laughs> this is definitely rebound. Like, why are you worried about this now? Yeah, it's a little late. <laughs> a little late. And, oh, God almighty, he walked out. Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> I'm sure they've still got to work things out or maybe he'll Max Medina the whole thing and we'll just never see him ever again. But, I mean, he's Rory's dad. I'm sure there's going to be some fallout because of Rory. Um, uh, There's going to have to be at least one more episode with him in it. But uh, all the cutesiness and fakery is finally done. And we go back to – next scene is uh, Lorelai in her bed, alone again, naturally. (laughs) Rory, uh, Lorelai, um, hugging the pillow as she always does in the, <laughs> uh, and, uh, she, she, uh, looks out the door and Christopher's car is gone. You can see the patch of green grass where his car was <laughs> very green grass, by the way. Uh, and then Luke calls and he says, I won. I got shared custody. I got one weekend a month, every other major holiday, half the summer, your letter. If it wasn't for your letter, I would have never have done it. It would never have happened. And uh, Lorelai's like, great, so happy for you. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure she's happy for him. I'm sure she doesn't hold a grudge against him or anything, but she's just broken. And I'm sure she doesn't know what she wants now. And Yeah. Oh, poor Lorelai. Maybe she'll figure it out eventually, huh? <laughs> yeah. 
we have one more chapter left. Oh, do we? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because there's a cliffhanger here. And, oh, that's right. Uh, so, yeah, Rory drops the letter off to Lucy, and uh, we we have this whole subplot about Paris and Operation Finish Line. She's got – we're going to do all these different things to get ready for graduation. And um, so Rory ends up meeting with Richard because Paris wanted um, – him to arrange a informal get together with the dean for a recommendation, and Rory could use it too. Uh, yeah, because well, we didn't mention this. This happened back, uh, I think, when they were getting ready for the birthday part for Lucy's birthday party. Uh, talking about the deadline to take the um, MCATs. No, no, the test that you take to get into graduate school. The uh, GRD, GERD, GERD, GRD, the G E, not the GED, not the GERD, the GRD. I think that's anyway the test that you take to get into graduate school. You know how many people would love it if we Googled right now an hour and forty something minutes. And then Rory's like, I don't know if I want to go to graduate school. Like Rory doesn't know what she's gonna do. Yeah, and uh, Paris doesn't know what she's going to do either, but she's not going to limit herself. She's going to, you know, right. see, look for all possible options. Let's just apply gonna... for everything and see what happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. see what shakes out. Um, yeah, she's trying to talk Rory into <sighs> taking the the else. What is it? Dang it! What's the t- I can't think of these L cats. L cat is that the thing for law school? No idea. There's one of them to get to law school, and there's one of them to get into medical school, the MCAT. <laughs> sure. Uh, but Rory is talking to Richard, and, you know, she's actually admits that she's distracted because how terrible she feels over hurting a friend. And Richard tells her, You are special, or You are oh, our special, Rory. You're the greatest, Rory. Just, it's their fault. It's, they're the ones with the problem. You're perfect, Rory. Mm. You don't ever do anything wrong. Richard um, tells her she's a person of great heart and great character, and that combination will always win the day. And oh my gosh, just thinking that this might be hmm, this might be the last thing Rory really hears from him in a conversation is really, really stressing me out. <laughs> um, yeah, so we go to the cafeteria. Paris is going through all the different things to apply for, laying pressure on Rory. But Rory, again, distracted. And Lucy is here. She's sitting across the way. And uh, Paris decides she's going to take the bull by the horns. Will you please tell Rory you forgive her? Yeah, because Lucy and Olivia look up to to uh, Paris. Right. Like, they love her. They idolize her. Yeah. They're obsessed with her. Not uh, in an ironic way, in in a, in a uh, earnest way. Like yeah. they really like. I mean, that's think been she's the bee's knees. We've, I mean, we've heard we've we've heard that we had them meet Paris, but like, I, I don't think that's paid off very well. I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll be more paid off down the line. But I mean, I thought this paid it off pretty well. That you know, maybe if uh, Paris didn't. Go over there and make a case for Rory that maybe Lucy wouldn't have forgiven her. I think I think this is great 
I love I, I didn't write all the things down that Paris says about Rory, but I was just like, Oh man, what a great friend. Like <laughs> Yeah. Because like, I was I was worried that they were kinda that they were growing apart distant. Yeah. Because she they really haven't given Paris much to do other than no. be just uh Thank God she's not pregnant. Colonel, Colonel Kurtz. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh and yeah, so um Rory finally makes her kind of step off and go and and so she could talk to Lucy and Lucy thankfully blames Marty and says they broke up and says it wasn't meant to be and uh I'm hoping we don't see Marty ever again now so uh we'll see uh so Rory is now planning with Paris she's more focused uh but she doesn't she 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 decides that she's going to tell Paris like Okay, here's what I don't want to do. I'm not going to waste my time with this. I'm definitely not going to do this. I'll do this. Da 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 da. And Lucy calls and says, "Let's go tray sledding." So they guess they're going to take lunch trays and slide down the hill. Which you know, that sounds like fun. Um, that sounds like something you do at college. Yeah. Yes. And Rory thanks Paris for what she said in the cafeteria. Aw. So we go to economics class and Richard starts talking about, it's, you know, he's just delightful taking, talking to this class, you know, and, and he says, I love the thing that he's like, I don't mind extensions. Just mark the date as two weeks before the real date. And that way it'll seem like you got an extension. <laughs> <laughs> and then he opens his book and he clutches his, I'm like, no, cause I like, I'm watching the timer. I'm like, what's coming up? Like what else is left? And then we come up with this scene and I'm like. Okay, what's gonna <gasps> No Yeah. And uh yeah, oh it it is a very rare ending to a Gilmore Girls episode where the credits come up like Rory like scrambles to get off and and uh and it just cuts to credits. And uh oh my god, I'm like I, I, I love Richard so much. I know he's got he's been he's got some mean flaws to him, but in the end, you know, and just thinking about those those nice things that he said to Rory, and uh, you know, I'm really hoping that this is not like it, because I'm sure, you know, obviously, the actor passed away. He's, I'm, I'm certain he's not going to be in the revival because I think he passed away before the revival was filmed. So um, I wonder if this is it for the character, though. So I'm uh, looking forward to finding out. I'm, I'm looking forward to finding out that he's okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I'm okay with him, you know, passing away in off screenville. We hear about it in the revival. I'm not sure if I, I'm, I'm ready for a, you know, well, I don't know. You know, maybe Richard's funeral will bring Lorelai and Luke together. And that is a, that is a thing that makes me happy. So. <laughs> mm. Wayne Wilcox, his last episode is Mary Fisticuffs. Who's Wayne Wilcox? Marty. Oh, Marty. Oh, yay. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So, you know, fingers crossed that, uh, you know, Rory, you know, stays happy with Logan and that Luke and Lorelai end up together. Maybe we're going to have to have a whole thing where Rory, you know, and her father, you know, deal with the fact that, you know, Lorelai and him are not meant to be. But um, let's just move on with the season and get to where we want to be. <laughs> all right. So that's that's all I got. 
Okay, so next week, the episodes are I'd Rather Be in Philadelphia. <laughs> I'd Rather Be in... What is, what's in Philadelphia? The, the Liberty Bell? <laughs> you know who's in Philadelphia. <gasps> no, come on. Come on. No. 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 Mm-mm. Nope. Okay. All right. The next episode is uh, Farewell, My Pet. Oh, for... No. They're not going to kill off Paul Anka. I'm going to be very upset if they kill off Paul Anka. Just out of nowhere, just Paul Anka dies. Farewell, my pet. I mean, how else do you... Who's... who's Like, like I don't hear Lorelai or Christopher referring to each other as a pet. Unless it's a, you know, a movie quote or something like that. That is from a... Yeah. We'll see. Please don't kill Paul Anka. Okay. I don't think that the, it would be that literal... Okay. Like, you know, that devil all the time that they filmed here. Yeah. It's, it, did, I ta- did, I, did you see that? Like, I'm so ex- it looks like a great movie. Yeah. It's like yeah. Tom Holland and uh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Devil, the people here thought it was a horror movie. <laughs> like, come on, people. All right. So we got the third one is I'm a Kayak, Hear Me Roar. I'm a Kayak, Hear Me Roar. I'm thinking that um, to uh, feel better about um, cheating on Logan with Jess uh, in Philadelphia, uh, Rory is going to agree for one last life and death brigade trip, and they're going to go kayaking, and then the truth is going to come out. Okay, and... And yeah, the hear me roar is like, I am woman, hear me roar. I'm assuming the kayak, like Rory is going to insist that she can kayak on her own. And yeah. Okay. And then will you be my Lorelai Gilmore? (laughs) Will you be my Lorelai Gilmore? Um, yeah, this is the big Luke and Lorelai wedding episode. And you know, (laughs) they skip ahead. (laughs) Will you please be my Lorelai Gilmore? That's just, you know, I understand you're not beyond commitment, but just could you please just commit to me? <laughs> that that's 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 the best I got. Cool. So um, we have <clears throat> those four episodes, and there'll be four episodes more, and then there'll be two episodes. So three more weeks of season seven. But uh, oh. I'm hoping we're getting into the area where things are going to be a lot more fun to talk about. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, Steph, until next time. Okay.